Paleo Hackers, what is up? Clark back again on the Paleo Hacks podcast. Host, been hosting this show for two years now. And listen, we don't really ask for much. We don't ask for donations or um, money in any form other than supporting it with the products and kind of the people on here. But what I will ask for is if you like the show and you're a fan, head on over to iTunes. There's a page. It takes five minutes. You log in with your iTunes account. And you give it a little rating and a review. What that does is it boosts up the traffic on our podcast and lets us keep this show going. Because the more people listen in, the more episodes we crank out, and the more fun we have. I love doing these. These have been a highlight of my two years, and I've really been able to practice a lot of communication skills and um, interviewing. Anyway, off my soapbox. Clark at PaylorHacks.com if you want to reach me for any reason. That's the best way to contact me or Clark Danger Fitness on YouTube if you're over there right now watching it. Uh, props to you. This is a call over there. Also, uh, paleohacks.com. We got the form over there. You know you can ask any question on the site. And if it's popular, it gets upvoted, gets answered. Really smart people on there. These guys should be getting like degrees in the stuff or, or, or doctors. I mean, I've seen some peer-reviewed article quality responses and some knuckleheads but you know the knuckleheads you can just ignore all right samantha gladish is with us today and uh this is one of maybe one of my favorite shows in the past year i'd say it's like choosing from children we just had a really great energy um i love her style and she's real talkable and we covered a lot of content in here had a good laugh while we did it too she also has a Bengal cat. I don't know if you all have heard of that, but it, it made a cameo appearance if you watch the video. Um, I think they're like a cross between some exotic cat and a, a feral cat, and you can get them. So she has that guy. All the more reason to watch it. But anyway, you ready to go hang out with Samantha? I'm ready for you to hear it. Let's go see what she has to say. It's a weird thing to like try and figure out your niche because you know you have to do it, um, right? Because you look online and it's like, oh, great, another chick who's at Whole Foods who does holistic health. You know, like, <laughs> like that's honestly, totally. Samantha. Like, I love I love you and I love your stuff and I think you have a unique energy about you and you can make it work. Um, but that's rare because I've seen a lot of people and I get emails from these these girls who start their blogs and they're like, I'm a holistic health coach and I integrate yeah. mind, body, and spirit, and I'm like. So does every single person down aisle seven at Whole Foods over there, you know, like Literally, it's the same thing. I know it's yeah. really overwhelming. And yeah. so and, and um, you, but you've made it work and you got some products out that are unique and you're doing your thing. And uh, that's great. And you found kind of the niche in there and, and you've figured out a business side. Totally. A lot of the granola girls, they just like focus on the law of attraction and expect the numbers <laughs> to go up. And I, I don't no. know. I don't know. Okay, let's keep the energy going. I like your um, <laughs> your raw form today. You know, I, I think we got a good back and forth now here, four hours into our relationship. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, we'll just keep it going because sometimes on the calls it's easy to get into like like interview mode, you know, and then you you talk into this little screen <laughs> instead of to someone. Okay, and the cat and the cat and the bangle. What up, Paleo Hackers? <laughs> Samantha Gladish. <laughs> on the other end she is back with us um she just gave you a wave and her cat 
or I should say Bangle was just making a cameo <laughs> appearance a little earlier and we were, we were ranting that up. But um, before we get going, Samantha and I actually tried to do this. She was our first guest on the video podcast and it ended up coming out like Darth Vader and <laughs> our voices were chopped and screwed and the video was dashing in and out and zooming in and out really quick and uh, I, I was, you know, me and technology, I'm like a deranged monkey over here, <laughs> chimp trying to figure out these keys and um, trying to type Shakespeare. But anyway, uh, finally figured it out and she's back with us. So Samantha, thanks for coming back again. Absolutely. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, absolutely. I loved what we had last time too. We had this killer conversation about hormones and women's health and it went absolutely. like an hour and it was just content deep and then... <laughs> man but we'll get it back we'll get it it's back. all good yeah so absolutely yeah so that's what we're going to be talking about i think who knows where the conversation yeah, goes I'm gonna go with it <laughs> <laughs> so with uh what are you working on these days i'll just leave it really open-ended like what do you got absolutely. going on oh my god i have a lot going on so i have my weight loss program that I offer in my practice. So it's a three month comprehensive weight loss program. And that is really amazing because the results are awesome. And everyone that's going through the program right now is just loving it and doing so, so well. So it's actually a a program that was originated in Germany and it's called metabolic balance. And so uh, I offer that in my practice right now. So that's keeping me busy. It's really great. We actually, we, we put people through, we give, um, we have people do blood work. And so there's about 35 different lab tests that we have people do. And then based on all their lab results, we mm-hmm. then uh, design a meal plan specific for them. So it's very customized and very individualized. So it's really, really great. And then aside from that, I mean, weight loss is a big part of what I do. But uh, aside from that, I do a lot of women's hormonal health. So I, I've got a lot of women who are coming to me to I'm sort of like the period fixer upper. Nice. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I do a lot of that in my practice and sort of getting women off the birth control pill. There's a lot of women who've been on it for, it's crazy, like 20 years or 15 years. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, and like from such a young age too. And so they want to actually start conceiving and whatnot. And I'm like, this is crazy. I can't believe 20 years, some of them, it's been, it's been wild. So, yeah, so it's lots going on. Well, it's good. Women health is important and something, you know, my 23 years experience as a man, I know nothing about because obviously <laughs> I have a different biology, but uh, still similar in a lot of ways. But there there are some issues that come up and challenges that come up. And I get emails sometimes about women specific hormones and axes and stuff I'm not really too familiar oh. with or would need a whole other degree outside of the one I have on. And um, yeah. it's complicated. It is. It, it really is. And I don't like to complicate it for people. I right. just like to take a nutritional approach to it. And, you know, people don't, I think people get really overwhelmed because they feel like they have to go spend thousands of dollars on all these like hormone tests. Yeah. And it's like, really, we just need to pay attention to the symptoms, treat what sort of nutrient deficiencies might be there through food, and then focus on some specific like supplementation or botanicals for people. So your approach is more food oriented. It's not necessarily testing and supplements and hormone replacement therapy. Right. Like, or, 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 what's your approach? 
Absolutely. So I sort of come from a nutritional approach because I think nutrition is really the most important key mm-hmm. um, to really unlocking and sort of balancing hormones and just sort of balancing your system as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, food is for sure the, the number one thing that that I do and, and really how I ad- address imbalances. And then from there, I go into supplementation. And of course, everyone is different. So it really depends. I mean, if somebody... Um, if I really need to see sort of a little bit deeper into, um, what's going on with someone, then I would send them off to, you know, a doctor or a naturopath to, to go get some testing done. Um, but for the most part, symptoms can really just tell you a lot and really having the right sort of questionnaire and asking the right questions can really, um, give you a lot of information that way. Okay. Samantha, are you in a MacBook right now? Sorry to pause this flow i am okay yeah. can you tilt the the thing down a little so that your eyes are in yeah rule of thirds Get awesome it. yeah because like uh otherwise it would it, it, you'd you know you're down here um perfect i skyped my grandpa once and he was like in the bottom corner of it and just looking up <laughs> that's anyway. so cute yeah technology um so, okay so women's health and approach from a nutritional standpoint, what are kind of the most common issues you're seeing that the women you work with? Um, is it is it a lot of things? Is it a specific thing? What are what are the women who come to you for help struggling with? Absolutely. So, um, I mean, weight loss is a big one, and again, that really is addressed from a hormonal standpoint because you want to manage cortisol, your stress hormone, you want to manage insulin, right? And so um, that's a big one. But also just issues around like their cycle and their period and just feeling really bloated, having a lot of digestive issues, having a lot of cramps, suffering with a ton of migraines and headaches, and really feeling fatigued. And so that's kind of like what I generally hear most of the time. And then um, with the birth control pill, it's there's been sort of women who have gotten off the pill just on their own and their periods haven't come back. And then there's other women who want to get off the pill because they, they want to conceive and, you know, start a family and they don't realize that the pill is actually contributing to a majority of their symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. Surprisingly. (laughs) I mean, yes. yeah, it, it's it's an interesting topic because it brings in a lot of different issues. Some people have uh, religion wrapped up in birth control. Some people have their own opinions wrapped up in birth control. Some people have even politics wrapped up in birth control. So it's kind of like one of those hot ticket items that people should be talking about. It should be open right. on the table for discussion. But we have so much baggage around birth control and hormones and reproduction yes. that we there's still a lot of shame and it still might be awkward to talk to anyone except your physician about or your close friends about and Mm -hmm. so the information's out there but you know sometimes people have to like scour it at night and like (laughs) close their computer real quick if they're in a coffee shop and someone walks behind them or it's ridiculous but at the same time it matters so why don't you think people are talking about this or why do you think it's not such a widely discussed issue or is it Well, I mean, I think that there's just a lot of misinformation out there, obviously, around the pill. And for majority of the women that I talk to, uh, I mean, they're all on the pill, really. They, or at some point, have all been on the pill. And when I mention how 
it's really damaging their health. They look at me like I have three heads or something. Like it's yeah. just so common that everyone should be on the pill. It's it's how we balance our hormones, but it does the complete opposite. So I just think there's so much misinformation about what the pill does and and um, how so many women think it's just this like savior for our health and our hormones, and and it's really not. And I mean, sure, it's it. Um, it, it might allow you to have maybe more of a sort of open sexual relationship with your partners or whatnot. Um, but aside from that, I mean, you're really, you're, it's not balancing your hormones and it's actually causing a lot of detriment long-term. So I, and I just don't think there's a lot of information about alternatives out there too. So, um, a lot of women think it's just, you have to go the hormonal route in order for birth control and, there's so many other options. So they view it as kind of a free lunch almost, or maybe, uh, um, maybe a better way is it's kind of, you know how diet soda was really big, especially in the (laughs) dieting world. And everyone's like, Oh, it's got zero calories. It's awesome. It's great. It's diet soda. No, 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 no. It doesn't have the calories or the carbs or sugars. And what came out? I mean, the aspartame and the artificial sweeteners and the Splenda and you know, all these things that make your neurons fire on and off until they die and explode. And, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, diet sodas now it's are crazy. widely known as worse than regular sodas and stuff. Right, so, right. People you, still drink it. They do. <laughs> hey, I've been known to drink a diet soda from time to time. I got this. <laughs> that's the. We'll get back to birth control. But that's like the weirdest craving I have. Um, diet soda. Yeah, it was from the days I was trying to drop weight for football in middle school, like right. way back, and all I did right. was drink diet soda. And like occasionally one of those cravings comes up and like last month I had a Diet Coke and it was the weirdest thing, but it was great and it, it <laughs> tasted awful, but it tasted good. It How was, did you feel after you drank that? I like crap, but <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you can admit that. I'm a hedonist. I, I give in very easily. Um, but back to the, the birth control and um, in all seriousness, because this is a issue that people's health is on the line and people want to make changes and they have the reproductive health. So set it up. What are, what is the woman on birth control feeling right now? Um, and what is she, what is she going through or at least the ones that you've worked with? So again, sort of going back to the digestion, that's probably one of the biggest things that I hear. Um, a lot of women I find have this like just heartburn, sort of indigestion, and just like the bloating and the cramping and the gas, like they just have a lot of digestive issues. And it's mainly because the pill is really sort of, it's damaging the gut lining is really essentially what it's doing. And that's going to go for really any pharmaceutical that you take um, and any type of hormonal um, contraceptive or something that you use. That's really what's happening. You're damaging the gut lining and you're really sort of displacing that good and bad bacteria, that, that delicate balance between the good and bad bacteria. And so if you're not eating a healthy diet and if you're not replenishing that good bacteria by taking things like uh, probiotics or eating good fermented foods, then um, you're, of course, going to have a lot of digestive a lot of digestive issues. And so, yeah, digestion is definitely the number one thing that I hear. And then a lot of fatigue. I mean, your gut really absorbs so many minerals and um, women don't understand that you actually have this um, issue absorbing 
minerals when you take the pill or that it's actually depleting essential minerals like mm. zinc and magnesium and a B, uh, all your B vitamins. And those B vitamins are involved in pretty much like every neurological process in your body. And so, and it depletes vitamin C. So it just depletes, as you can see, like so many essential nutrients that really keep the immune system strong, that strengthen the gut, that help with digestion, that help with energy. And so you're not assimilating these nutrients into your system. Yeah, so yeah. you feel like crap basically at the end of the day. <laughs> and Samantha, how does it deplete the the nutrients and the minerals? Um, is it is it like a, a, you know, you take the pill and then is the pill doing something or is the hormone effect doing something? It's really um, more of there's a lot of bacteria in our gut that actually helps us produce those vitamins and those minerals. Mm -hmm. And because we're sort of damaging that bacteria, we have a hard time assimilating or uptaking those nutrients. Okay, got it. So it's more from an assimilation standpoint. Yeah, we just can't get them into our system really. Okay. Yeah. And then on top of that, if you already have an impaired digestive system and then now you're eating – and you can't break down your food properly, well, right. you're not even absorbing the nutrients from that as well, right? Yeah. So, Yeah, you're not what you eat, you're what you eat and absorb. So right. organic, schmorganic, you can have $500 <laughs> kale shakes all day long if you ain't absorbing totally. it. You know, expensive Absolutely. urine. So, yes. so, okay, so the pill, it kind of affects our gut flora yep. and um, all that. And so we have mineral absorptions, you know, low energy, lots of digestive problems. What other sorts of problems might the woman be seeing on the pill? Um, you mentioned like weight gain or having trouble with weight loss. How does the pill hormonal ones affect uh, your, your metabolic system? So um, I think that really what's happening is it. Like I want to go back to food here because sure. we end up sometimes the pill can increase appetite. Well, really it's more from a hormonal standpoint. And what's happening is that you're taking synthetic hormones. So your own hormones really become lazy and they actually don't really function very well. And those are the hormones that actually keep your metabolism fired up. They mm. actually um, keep your bones strong. They keep your hair and your your nails and, and your teeth and everything looking like really, really strong and nice and beautiful, right? And so if you have synthetic hormones coming in, well, all of those issues, you're going to experiencing all those issues. And on top of that, um, I kind of lost my train of thought here, but <laughs> um, because okay. you don't have your sort of natural hormones sort of working the way they optimally should, you end up having a little bit more cravings. You tend to put on sometimes a little bit more weight. Some women actually, and again, this is going to vary for each woman, but some women can um, lose weight while on the pill. Sometimes that does happen. And mainly what's happening is you're taking synthetic estrogen. And so that's why you tend to see a lot of more weight gain because estrogen likes to sort of hang out in the like stomach and hip area. And so it kind of gives you that sort of womanly (laughs) uh, juiciness, you know, um, which I think is a great thing, but we don't want to be gaining weight from estrogen. Well, even, even, (laughs) even men, you know, like xenoestrogen is really big and they get plastics. uh, Man boobs are very real. You know, it's like everyone likes to joke about him. He's got man boobs. Like, no, he probably has a lot of xenoestrogens or, um, estrogen receptors are going off in his body and, and it's a real hormonal issue. And so you're right with, it's it's and it's amazing where different hormones emphasize weight gain. So when you're yes. saying, you know, yes. estrogen packs it on and like 
the womenly areas, that's a real yeah. thing. Just look at it's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it throws off sort of like your cravings and your metabolism, and you want more like comfort foods and carbohydrates. And so, sure. really, what happens is when you throw off like kind of one hormone, they all kind of cascade and sort of affect each other, right? So, um, it's important that if you're on the pill, that you eat a really healthy, clean diet. And just like all of those minerals and vitamins that I said that, you know, you, you aren't assimilating and absorbing that you really start to introduce those into your diet because you're really, really depleted. Right. Right. Okay. And so let's, before we start getting into diet fixes, um, the woman right now who maybe is more familiar with the effects of birth control, but she's kind of iffy on on if I should go off it. You know, I'm getting a lot out of it. I, d- I don't have pregnancies, obviously. I can be more intimate with my partner. Right. Um, different, you know, X, Y, and Zs. And she's wanting to get off of it. She's a little apprehensive about it. But how would she go about transitioning off of the pill? What are some options or what are some methods that you've used and that are effective to go through that process? So this is what I do like all of the time (laughs) is I put women through like this sort of three month protocol um, because I don't just want them to just sort of go off of it right away. I really want them to sort of prep their system. And really like you kind of need to go through a detoxification phase because Mm. your liver has become so overwhelmed by all those synthetic hormones that you're taking and your liver metabolizes a lot of those hormones. So it's important that we support the liver. And so of course, one of the best ways to do that is through food. Uh, Your liver loves dark, leafy, like bitter greens. Those are really supportive of the liver. So introducing a lot of things like dandelion or rapini, like a lot of those sort of bitter greens. And you can also take those in like, uh, you can take dandelion tea, which is really great for uh, liver health. And then there's some specific supplements too that are out there on the market that are specific for liver detoxification. And you can, you know, take homeopathics or you can do uh, even like herbals, like milk thistles, which is really great as well. So really supporting the liver and of course, supporting digestion Um, And then really replenishing all those minerals that have been lost. So getting on a B-complex would be important. Probably increasing your zinc intake either through food or through a supplement. And uh, taking some magnesium. That's a really, really big one. That's probably the biggest mineral that everyone's depleted in. And so I would sort of get women on this sort of protocol of taking all these nutrients and supplements, um, addressing detoxification, optimizing digestion. And then once they kind of have that down and feel comfortable with following sort of this new protocol, um, then I get them off the pill. And then from from there, I mean, it's going to vary for each woman, whether their period comes back right away or not, but you still obviously need to nourish your system after you've come off of the pill. So they do... Uh, kind of the prep work of three months or so of kind of healing a lot of the issues they might get when they come off the pill so it's not as bad and then they eventually start transitioning off of it right right because it's just really addressing the the nutrients um that have been depleted that's really where what we need to start with and just getting those nutrients back like into the system (laughs) and um so many women just by introducing a B complex and a probiotic and some some magnesium. I mean, they feel like a world of a difference. Do you think all women should be taking those right now? Yeah, I really do. Um, 
because we're all so highly stressed, (laughs) our vitamins are water soluble. And so we end up peeing them out basically. And so, um, those B vitamins are really essential for stress, especially like B5. Uh, B6 is really important for women's hormonal health, especially um, for estrogen, uh, metabolizing estrogen. So getting on a good B complex is, is definitely important. And then, um, and then the probiotics for sure because of gut health. And again, stress is going to affect the gut too. So we want to make sure we get a good probiotic and, and the magnesium. Yeah, B vitamins in terms of energy production, right? They're in the yes, absolutely. catalyst for enzyme reactions. And totally. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Okay. So you'll feel a nice little boost from from taking them, especially like your B twelve. And there's a lot of people who are deficient in B twelve, and you can um, go get a test done for that and see where you are with that. Yeah, especially you know with. Uh, meat and whatnot like i remember my mom wouldn't eat red meat and she was deficient in uh, i forget which b vitamin and iron and i'm like right right it's vitamin d iron and a b vitamin and i'm <laughs> yep. like hello like, yes the, the, <laughs> so coincidentally important. the three things so in red meat yeah and vitamin d is so important i mean i test all of my clients for vitamin d and it's crazy how low they are like yeah. significantly low <laughs> yeah uh so I love where we're going. I want to get back to like the minerals and stuff, but just to kind of tie a bow on this whole uh, transitioning <laughs> on and off birth control thing. Um, so when they're ready to make the jump and you take them through and you start weaning them off the pill, gosh, it sounds like a drug. You know, <laughs> they start getting the sweats and the itches and lying to their family, um, <laughs> getting a burner phone and making weird calls in the night. Uh, so, so when you start transitioning them off of them, what kind of, um, contraceptives do you recommend? Yes, good question. And so it's the number one question I get all the time. And it's just so funny to you because women will like literally whisper to me like, yeah. if I don't use the pill, like what are my options? They're just so like scared to talk about it or they just don't feel like there's any other option. He gets so, snipped. Yeah. Snip it. <laughs> That's the only, the only option. It's the only way. <laughs> um, so, of course, you can use like barrier methods, which I mean aren't so exciting, like condoms or a diaphragm. Um, family planning, which I know a lot of women don't want to do and can be sort of skeptical around that. I mean, and there's different ways, um, names for it. I mean, family planning is one of it. Uh, but there's also this method called the Justice method. And you can actually go online and sort of download um, this this Justice book. And basically, it's mapping out your cycle. Hmm. And so, like, for women, you would, you know, check your mucus all the time. And you would pay attention to maybe even uh, your temperature and, like, when you're ovulating and whatnot. And a lot of women think, like, well, I'm not trying to get pregnant, so I don't need to do that. But in doing that is how you actually avoid getting pregnant. So, um, and it's just funny because, you know, we take the pill because we think it's just going to give us all of this freedom and like this great sexual energy when it actually completely depletes your libido and it dries up a lot of women. So they're really not having the sex that they should be having. Whereas if you actually follow like the justice method or the f- natural family planning method, you can actually, you don't need to be on any hormones and you can actually experience a really great, amazing sex life um, without having to use any hormones or condoms or anything. So I just think it's really interesting. There are the anomalies though, who like get yes. on birth control and 
turn into freaks and you know <laughs> the sex drive goes through the roof and for uh, sure and for, for sure yeah maybe they have i don't know it's different for everyone for sure and absolutely but, yeah the natural methods i know the justice i'm not familiar with the justice method um <laughs> sounds very foreign but i know the natural family planning one right uh, has basically some, the same thing has some controversy around it and i think we spoke last time about you know, making that your sole birth control and kind of like to preface this because I don't want any angry emails from people who heard this call and then decided to do that. And then, whoops, now they have the next 18 years of their life gone or unplanned, <laughs> the accident, baby. Right, right. Um, For sure. And I mean, it does take time, but I think the beauty of that, like it takes time to really understand your cycle and when you're ovulating and whatnot to really um, be confident in following that method. But the beauty of it is that women can really tune into their cycle and really understand what's going on in their cycle and when they're ovulating and when they're not ovulating and just really pay attention to a lot of these things because then you can really, um, I mean, your cycle essentially is is everything for a woman, right? So it can really give you some insight into what's happening um, with your health and right. with your hormones. And so I think that's such a great way, but um, there is the copper IUD which um, there's a hormonal IUD, which of course I don't recommend, but the copper IUD is, is an option too. So um, you would need to get um, that inserted from, you know, a doctor or a gyno, but um, basically you, a lot of women love that, but also a lot of women have found that it's increased their cramping and their flow. So it varies for each woman. I mean, I think you just need to give it a try. And, and um, ex- explain what that is real quick. Like what, what does it look like and what is it? It's just kind of this like little device. I can't even really explain it. Um, like a T-bar, right? Yeah. And it basically it needs to get inserted and it, and it's, um, it's copper. And so what that actually does is it weakens the sperm from basically traveling. And so it kind of creates this barrier. And a lot of women I know who are on it, they absolutely love it. Hmm. But um, you do, again, need to pay attention because it can increase your your blood flow during your cycle. And some women might not like that or it might, you know, uh, give you more cramping. And again, a lot of women do not want that. (laughs) And so um, the only thing is copper and zinc compete for absorption in your body. So if you do take that, then I highly recommend you take a zinc supplement while you take it. Interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So we got a lot of different methods there and women um, and men can go online and kind of do their own research and figure it out. And do you have any like good sources you recommend or just kind of Google around? Um, my girlfriends actually here in Toronto, they have a, uh, really great website and I'm, it's called, I think it's ecosex.ca. Oh, I could be wrong, but, okay. um, they're also known as the red tent sisters and my cat's kind of coming over here. <laughs> what was his name? Gosh, I forget. James Bond. Was that it? Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne. Close. All right. Same thing. Um, so they can Google the Red Ten Sisters and actually there's a ton of information there and um, their eco-sex site sells the Justice Method and they have a ton of information on there. And um, so, yeah, they can they can definitely go there for sure. Okay, cool. Hmm. So outside of birth control and natural family planning and all these different methods we've been talking about, the common trend has been kind of minerals and food and, and mm-hmm. using that to heal your body. Um, any hacks you have or any really <laughs> interesting 
practices that are kind of unorthodox that maybe Samantha's found really works um, that uh, you don't see much on the internet? Um, good question. I mean, there's a few things that I do for sure. And okay, so one of the things that I always get women to do is, is um, so this isn't food based, <laughs> but um, so it's using castor oil packs, which you can find online. Um, I don't know if you've ever done sort of the castor oil packs. Okay, so <laughs> basically, you would get some castor oil. And what is, um, what is no, castor oil? It's it's a oil from a plant. So a, a lot of men are like, oh, castor oil for the car, and I'm like, no. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that a lot of men think. So um, basically, us, us bonehead men. Yeah. <laughs> um. But this is great. You're learning. See, you know now. Yeah. And then you can pass this on to all the women you know. <laughs> and they castor love oil. you for that. And just use method. <laughs> castor oil. Zinc absorption. Yes. Bangles. See, I'm learning. <laughs> so uh, the castor oil basically is great for – because a lot of women have issues with like um, sort of cysts or again like the cramping and um, even during the time like you know closer to the period they'll have like breast tenderness or breast swelling so what I tell them to do is to use castor oil and typically online you can find castor oil packs like it's just this method of how to do a castor oil pack Mm -hmm. and the traditional way to do it is you would take a piece of flannel you would saturate it in castor oil and then you would place that flannel on your liver on on the right side, just under your ribs. And then yeah. you would put a hot water bottle on top. And what that does is it actually helps to detoxify the liver. But what I do is I just tell women to basically rub the castor oil from boobs to pubes. <laughs> really, like you'll never forget that. So um, I just tell them to like rub it all over and it will really help with digestive issues will really help with cramping with any sort of breast swelling or tenderness. So that's sort of one method that I always um, tell people to do. Okay. And so um, it absorbs through the dermis and yes. into the body. So you leave yes. it on, you don't rub it off. For yeah, you leave it months. on. I actually tell people to um, like, it can be obviously a little sticky and like um, it's oily, right? So yeah. um, I've never really had issues with like, I'll just put it on, I'll just go to bed and leave it on all night. And I find it's great that way. Some women, um, it might actually increase their menstrual flow. So maybe don't do it while you're on your period, but maybe the week leading up to your period would be really great. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you can really just put it on and then go to bed. And I think it's the, and you can put maybe a t-shirt on if it's kind of sticky because you don't want it on your sheets or something. But I think that's, um, A lot of women love that. And it actually, what I even do is I mix my castor oil with a little bit of lavender essential oil Mm. and it just becomes like really, really soothing. And like within 15 minutes of putting it on, I always fall asleep. So, um, yeah, so it's a really great, uh, sort of like a nighttime, like evening ritual. Okay. Um, castor oil and then castor oil. Yes. And then, um, not that this is really a hack, but I have a lot of women who, are just obsessed with their coffee and um, they just start their day with coffee. And so it's not that I think we shouldn't be drinking coffee. It's just that if you're already really, really stressed and you're exhausted when you wake up in the morning, caffeine is really the worst thing that you should be doing because it's really just sort of, um, do you do that? Are you highly? I do. I do. (laughs) I saw that. I saw that guy right there. And you're preaching the choir. I'm one of those women. 
Yeah. Me and all so, my girlfriends. <laughs> so I think that there's nothing wrong with having coffee. It's just that coffee really uh, stimulates like the adrenaline and the cortisol. And so if you're really stressed, you're really not allowing your adrenals to heal. And so I always tell them to try Dandy Blend. And so Dandy Blend, you can actually find this online. It's a coffee alternative. And I promise it tastes amazing. Like I have not had one complaint and it actually has dandelion in it. So it's really great for detoxifying the liver. It tastes like coffee? It's so good. Oh, yes. And, and you can put like, yeah, it really does. Like I have not had one client come back to me and say they dislike it like they've made the switch and they love it okay what's so. it called I'm <laughs> it's called dandy blend dandy d-a-n-d-y blend yep. and do you yeah, have like so a brand you like um well i think that is actually like the brand itself like oh he's walking by the screen oh, there he is. <laughs> Sorry. what's up bruce wayne <laughs> He's going to jump on top of the desk good now. For him. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah, he wants that dandy blend. That's yeah. <laughs> there his favorite. Go. Up. You might hear like a <laughs> crash or something. <laughs> um, so there is, um, I mean, I only really know the Canadian sites that sell it, but okay. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll Google around or Amazon. <laughs> you'll be able to find it. It's honestly delicious. And um, I even have women sort of make it like the way that you would like a bulletproof coffee because I know, oh, there he is again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So um you can put like your grass-fed butter in it or some coconut oil or even some ghee and maybe even add in a little bit of like cacao powder and just make like this really nourishing drink. Yeah. So yeah, and, with uh, stimulating. So talk to me. You you got about <laughs> five minutes or so to convince me to get off the coffee. Um <laughs> I I honestly, Samantha, that's my one. Uh, kind of key, yeah, vice keystone habit. You know, I was reading the power of habit, Charles Duhigg, and he talks about habit change and, you know, habits don't, we don't change them. We swap them. And generally a lot of times you have a keystone habit and that's kind of the first domino that needs to fall before all these other ones fall. And so for me, you know, when I eat sugar, when I stay up late, when I, uh, drink wine and beer, it's always because I'm drinking an excess of coffee. Um, and it seems like whenever I eat like crap, I always go to coffee and it seems like yeah. coffee's for me linked with tons of my, it's the keystone habit and linked with tons of my health. Um, not problems, but where right. issues, sticking right. points. So open ended <laughs> <I>, there. <laughs> I don't want to convince you to get off of it. Cause I don't think that there's anything wrong with drinking coffee. It's just that we are for a majority of people, we're over consuming it and we're really using it as that fix to like give us that energy, but it's just giving us this fake energy. And so if you're someone, I mean, like myself, I'm, especially over the past few weeks, there's mm -hmm. just been a lot going on. Schedule has been really, really busy. And so sort of stress levels for me are like more through the roof than they normally would be. And so I find that if I go to coffee, I'm actually way more exhausted than I ever, than I ever am. Like even the next day when I get up in the morning, like I'm just so physically exhausted. Yeah. So I, I find I function so much better by just not having it, especially during those times of stress. Um, and for women or, or men in general, I mean, if you literally can't get up in the morning and all you're thinking about is that you need to get to the kitchen to make your coffee to get through your day, then of course, I mean, that's, that's an issue. And, and I think that because again, you're just never going to give your adrenals 
the time it really needs to heal. Like you really do need to be completely off of the caffeine to allow your adrenals to heal because you're just surging the adrenaline through your system is essentially what's happening. And, and yeah, it's very, very stimulating. So I I believe it. Like I get to five o'clock and I feel like one of those five hour energy commercials. Yeah. You know, it's like the dude just on his desk. Like, (laughs) Come on, you know, it's like the black and white screen where, you know, then they go to full color and everything's perfect because they have that little five-hour energy. I'm the black and white screen some days. And and I know, and this is the thing, this is like me being radically honest, um, but I know that it's it's my caffeine addiction and I drink more coffee than I know what to do with. And I've tried to lower it, but for whatever reason, I keep going back. It's the ritual. It's the routine. It's me waking up in the morning. It's, it's being in Seattle and the culture where we have coffee (laughs) shops on every block. For sure. Single source shade grown. And I mean, I love it. It's a hobby of mine. I have like, I love it too. Five different blends of it. And, and so I'm trying to find a way to moderate it. But I don't know if I'm the moderation type. I think I'm like a right. very addictive personality. You right, know? right, right. Like good, and I mean, good is great. And then great is I need to do it every day. And <laughs> right. I burn that sucker till it's in the ground. And <laughs> then I keep going. And right, right. And I think like, you know, you mentioned like quality is really important. And I always tell my clients like if you are going to drink coffee, you want to make sure it's organic and and it's just the highest quality that you can possibly find. You obviously don't want to be loading it up with like all of the sugar right, and right. you know antibiotic milk and and all of that. So just quality is really really important. And um, it's also the time of day that you have it. Like for sort of those diehards that I have who just yeah. have to have their coffee, they will. You know, I tell them at least like the first thing you do in the morning, it just can't be caffeine going into your system. Have breakfast first. So at least you have like a really good nourishing meal and then have your coffee and like don't have it past maybe one or two in the afternoon because it can be, again, very stimulating. And if you have sleep issues, then it might keep you up at night. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and that's, so there's that, a little. That, that's good that's advice good. not to. Uh, right. Right. Cut you off or anything, but um, no, no. That's, I think that's just um, sort of my my approach to it. And actually, in my my challenge that I have coming up, the twenty one day qualitarian challenge we're yeah, launching yeah. for uh, spring, there is a day where I have people sort of nix the coffee and get off of it. And all the people who did my challenge in January, they actually made a commitment to completely just get off the coffee. And I swear to you, I have like 50 testimonials of everyone just saying how amazing they felt after Mm -hmm. letting it go. So I dare you to ditch the coffee. I mean, mean, definitely (laughs) want to, um, hold on. Do you have like a microphone that's reflecting my voice? Okay. There you go. It went away. Sorry. I was just hearing an echo through, um, your computer, but it's gone. I I mean, I dare myself to get off the coffee. I think (laughs) one time, Two summers ago when I was living in Hawaii, I didn't use coffee or caffeine. Um, I just – I had tea and it mm-hmm. – I think it was a caffeinated tea, but it didn't give me that same boost. big uh, nitrous oxide kind of style, you know, like turbo boost. Right. Um, like I was gunning it and, and I felt I, – I do remember that, Samantha. I mean I had the best sleep of my life. For the first time in five or six years, I could take naps during the day. You know, wow. I, I could just I could just take naps, and I felt so rejuvenized when I uh, rejuvenated when I woke up in the morning, and right. you know, just felt this peace when I was going to bed at night, and felt like more zen throughout the day. But then, um, 
you know, then I come back home and get into my habits and stuff. And uh, <laughs> right, I, yeah. And so, even, would you say you're drinking more coffee now than you ever have before? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and are you are you in like a more stressed out time in your life now than you've ever been before? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. probably. So that's yeah, that's definitely a sign that you, you got to cut back because now your stress is so high that in order to even kickstart your adrenals, you need more caffeine. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, that's true. And see, like, this is the worst part because I think I'm in the unique category who, like, kind of knows what to do and knows why it's bad, knows everything, <laughs> we but all still, do it. <laughs> still keeps keeps uh, doing what makes him. We all sick. have our vices. I like to beat myself up too. I'm kind of like a masochist <laughs> when it comes to like what I'm not doing and like, <laughs> right. Yeah. But, right. um, yeah, I mean, I, it, this is just kind of reiterating the fact that I need to ditch my one true love and. <laughs> Well, I'm going to we'll try the dandy blend. I will try the dandy blend. That's a good tip. And um, talking about it with you is really a good uh, open therapy session on my <laughs> coffee addiction. Admitting awesome. it's the first step. Happy to be of help. I'm going to Southeast Asia for six weeks starting in March 23rd. Yeah. So while these are premiering, there'll probably be some while I'm over there. Um, check the Instagram, Clark Dangerous People. I, I will. No, but... <laughs> And, and so I think I think what this call is making me realize is during those six weeks, you know, when I'm, I'm not at home with my habits or whatever, right. I'm going to try and get off. I'm going to try and, and minimize coffee over there. I think that right. would be a good time. Right. Good. Good idea. Okay. And that's, yeah, that's a great, because you're out of your element. Yeah. Or laid back. Yeah. So it'll give your time, uh, your adrenals time to heal. Yeah. Well, cool. <laughs> Samantha, um, our time has come to a close. It flew by. Sadly. Yeah. This was a fun one. I had a blast. It was great. Yeah, we had a good back and forth. That was awesome. Um, well, thanks for having me back. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> and you're welcome back anytime. Open door. But real quick, um, holisticwellness.ca, correct? That's right. And, and then, um, there's a lot of goodies people can get. Uh, holisticwellness.ca backslash sugar detox to download my free sugar detox. Um and we are launching the 21-Day Qualitarian Challenge April 13th. So, um, yeah, that will be a great uh, challenge for people to join. Basically, it's 21 days of creating new and healthy habits. There's meal plans, grocery lists. And basically, we take out all of the guesswork of what to eat. Cool. And, um, yeah, just really help people go through sort of a de- detoxification phase. And, Samantha, you sent me uh, probably a year and a half ago some hippie floss and salty kisses oh yes are you you still doing those (laughs) absolutely it's been crazy how busy i've been with the toothpaste Hmm. um and uh we're actually sold out of toothpaste at this moment i know when i get some makes her own toothpaste (laughs) and sells out of it it's really amazing like i never thought i'd be shipping it all over the world and just go to the kitchen and make some more yeah (laughs) i wish it was that easy (laughs) come on i think you're just being lazy I will have some in stock shortly, and I will send you some. Okay. I'm taking that on it. <laughs> I want that hippie floss. That hippie floss is awesome. It made my mouth feel really tingly and like the herbal blender. What what was in there? Yes. Yeah, so it's got thyme, tea tree, peppermint, and clove. And basically, it's a blend of antibacterial oils. And uh, you would put a drop on your finger, and then you glide it on your floss. Yeah. And you floss as you regularly would. So it gets those antibacterial properties like right to the gum line. Oh, I didn't know you were supposed to use it on your floss. Well, there's so many ways to use it. That's one way. 
Um, Hippie floss, that makes Yes. That so make um, if you can put it on your floss and then floss that way, that's the best way because it gets right into the gum line. Okay. Um, and then aside from that, sometimes I just put a few drops in my mouth, swish it around, and I use it that way. Or I put a drop on my toothbrush and then put my toothpaste and brush that way too. So there's a few ways you can use it, and a little bit goes a long way. You literally just need one drop. Samantha, that is the end of our show. Sad, but um, I'm sure we'll get you back on here anytime soon. Thanks again for coming on. Really valuable information. Um, All the links are in the YouTube video right now, or if you got the email, they're in the email, or if you're on the website, they're on the website. So uh, say bye to uh, Bruce Wayne for me. (laughs) I will. He's left now. (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Thanks so much. Yeah, and it's like a very smooth coffee. I think you would really like it, but okay. I shouldn't be encouraging you to drink coffee. <laughs> we call that an enabler. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a little cup, Clark. It's okay. Well, one time um, I was talking to my girlfriend last night and we were figuring this out. I did a, uh, a coffee enema. Enema. Yes. I did. Yes, and- I did a coffee enema. And so... I researched it online. You know, I didn't. I, I kept the bag at normal temperature because I know you, if you have hot coffee, a lot of these people they put it in their bag and then they shoot it up there, and it burns them and they get hot. third yeah. degree burns. Yeah, sure. And so you have to be really careful about that. So you know, I'm, I'm doing my research, filled it, measured everything out, even down to like the ounce. And it's go time. And so I, I, you know, get over my fears. It's up there. Boom, the enemas in. I've done enemas before in the past, and they they always came out and they worked fine. Well. This one, <laughs> 15 minutes go by, and I get on the toilet to expel it, and nothing. And I'm really? like, Really? And I would have thought that would have been like the most, like oh, the strongest. So what, I, I think what happened is, I think my body absorbed it. And <laughs> I was freaking out because I saw on a TV show a while back that, you know, all these models are doing the Tampa vodka thing. Have you heard of that? No. They soak, they have, you know, obviously eating disorders and so, and um, issues around calories and they're staying thin. And so when they go out to clubs, instead of drinking alcohol, they soak their tampons in it and they absorb it through their mucous membrane and it bypasses the liver and it's really dangerous. And people have died because obviously, you know, one drink is 19 times stronger through a mucous membrane for sure than, than when you drink it and it goes through the whole, um, everything. Oh my God. That's crazy. Yeah. It's like a Hollywood trend. And so. Hollywood's sad. And and so we calculated it last night, like how much is one liter, because that's how much I did, of caf- of coffee and caffeine. I think it was like 4.2 cups and or 4.2, um, yeah, whatever, grams caffeine or something. And we times that by 19. Well, it would have taken deathbycaffeine.com or whatever, 77 <laughs> cups of coffee to kill me. And this enema provided <laughs> 80. And so I was like... Oh my God, my family's going to find me on the toilet, like keeled over <laughs> with an enema in me. And that's how I died. That's how I went out. And, um, so then what happened? Like, did you feel, how did you feel after that? I felt like dizzy, dizzy, sick, like, like spinning, like caffeine jitters. Um, everything was kind of focusing in and out. Like, I, it felt like a, come down from something mixed with uh, <laughs> weird ingestion of like ultimate caffeine um, state. So yeah, it, was, it was weird. I've never done a coffee enema. Well, and that's not encouraging me to do one. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I've, I, 
you never hear these things online. Everyone's like, it was great. It was awesome. Right. One guy in the corner is like, it might not be a good idea. I almost died on the <laughs> toilet. And then everyone's like, yeah, he's crazy. But anyway. Wow. I'm sorry that you had to go through that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we're here today. So <laughs> thank God for that. Thanks for listening to my animal story. Anytime. <laughs> I'm all for it. <laughs>